Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, February 29th. Happy Leap Year Day to all those who celebrate. And oh my goodness, did I celebrate last night? What a night. Uh, You had the LeBron comeback against the paperclips. I was at a dinner with some with a buddy and some uh, some other folks, and we were watching the tail end of that game. It was just an incredible comeback by LeBron. Um, and also, not to be unmentioned, hit a five-team parlay in college basketball. A five-teamer. I'm telling you, these money line parlays are crazy in college hoops. Uh, foolishly, I bet Arizona State separately. That's That will not be done once again. Um, great podcast today. John O'Rand, he covers the media, the sports media. He worked at Sports Business Journal forever. I think the first time I met him, it was like the upfront week for ESPN. I decided to go and see what it was all about. And ESPN PR got some media people to have lunch beforehand at this, damn it, I'm spacing on the name of the place in Times Square. Um, They have amazing hush puppies. I can't believe I forgot the name of the place. Anyways, and I roll up to the table. I'm like, oh, it's John O'Rand. I recognize your picture from the Sports Business Journal. And that was the first time I met him. It must have been like 15 years ago. And um, anyways, we talk a little bit about sports media. For those of you who are not interested in sports media, I get that. But um, at least fast forward to the end for the Stephen A. Smith part. I just want you to hear it. Anyways, I, just so I'm on record with that. At any rate, um, I'll be brief on LeBron. Paperclips are leading by 21 in the fourth quarter. LeBron, and it was LeBron, put the Lakers on his friggin' back at 39 years old, had the largest comeback of his career for any LeBron team in the fourth quarter. He had 19 points in the fourth. Just, uh, I mean, it was an unbelievable performance. The assists, the scoring, the Paperclips could not stop him. Now, Paul George did not play. I know you want to put an asterisk by it, fine, but... To lead by 21. Because remember, if they lead by 21 and win by 21, it's like, oh, the Lakers can't even beat the Clippers. We're missing Paul George. What a joke. And then the Lakers pull off the comeback. Well, the Clippers didn't have Paul George. I don't want to hear it, guys. If you watched any of that game, any of it, go look at the highlights. 
the Clippers were in total control in the middle portion of that game in the early fourth quarter. And LeBron exerted his will, and the Lakers came back for a massive, massive W. And uh, listen, the West is so jumbled. I mentioned it yesterday. The Mavs lose two games in a row and fall from fifth to ninth in the West. The Lakers win and keep the Warriors at bay because the Warriors seem to be coming on. And now it's the Sacramento Kings who lose two in a row, and they fall out from the top six into the plane. You don't want to be in the plane, folks, because you likely will have to see Luka, LeBron, Steph Curry, three of those four, possibly the Suns. Now the Suns win, and they are now up to fifth. It's it's just wild, these swings. Five through ten separated by a mere three and a half games. The West is just getting absolutely bonkers. Um yeah, very enjoyable NBA stretch run and, of course, college basketball. But without further ado, let's get to our guest, John O'Rand of Puck News. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guest. I don't think he's been on in a minute. He's so busy covering sports media, the leagues. I mean, listen, there's a lot on his plate. And he just got a new job moving from the venerable sports business journal to Puck. And and, and new media is like basically going to be a fun topic today. Let's welcome in John O'Ran. John, how you doing, man? Doing great, man. Glad to be on. I've been covering you since the big lead days uh, way back when, when you were the anonymous reporter. Everybody's like, do we know who this is? That was great. Wow. That was 2006, seven, maybe. My goodness. That feels like forever. It was forever ago. Um, At the time you were at. I I started at SBJ in uh, 2006. I'd been there for about 18 years. Yeah. 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 And and this new move to Puck, I saw that and I was like, damn, there's a lot happening. Substack, Puck, um, Janice Min has one. There's just a lot. New media is exploding right now. Um, Uh, I don't don't know where you want to begin. Let's talk about your move because, I mean, listen, 18 years at SBJ and then moving to, I don't know, Puck's not quite a startup, is it? I, I think so. It's been around oh. two years. I still describe it as a startup, sort of a well-funded startup. It, it, it's weird. Um, I got my start in newspapers and uh, worked for a magazine. This is the first time I can't hold anything that has my byline on it. And mm-hmm. it, uh, uh, I, I thought that there was going to be a, a that that was going to take some getting used to. But really, everything that like everything that I've been breaking at SBJ, we would break on the web anyway. So mm-hmm. that you know, the, we've uh, SBJ's magazine still is profitable and still uh, still brings in some money, and uh, uh, I still wrote for that. But uh, I did a lot on the web there. So this was um this was frankly an opportunity to work with people like you know John Kelly, who made his name over at Vanity Fair, and and Matt Bellany and and uh, Dylan Byers, and you know there are just uh, some you know, really good reporters that they have on staff. And so that just the, the opportunity to sort of take off and, and, and join with them. I, you know, it took a lot to, to leave SBJ. I thought I was going to retire at SBJ. Yeah. It's two decades worth, but I, you know, the, the I just think the opportunity, opportunity to part, be part of a startup is, is something that, you know, I've really never done in, in, in my career. So I, I thought yeah. that was going to be something really cool to do. What did the family think when old school newspaper guy, print media guy is like, I'm going to a startup, uh, you know, like, was that a tough sell? Was that like, wait, what are you doing? 
yeah, I, you know, I describe it as a startup, but it's financially backed by big kind of like TPG, which is sort yeah. of the main investor in, in DirecTV is, is, is backing it. So that made it a lot easier. I think the whole idea is that, you know, they knew what uh, sports business journal is. They like, they know what Fox sports is like, mm. they'd never heard of puck. And so it was yeah. sort of, you know, like uh, going somewhere uh, that doesn't have the brand name within our house anyway, was uh, something that took a little bit of a, a leap of faith. But we have seen some of these, I don't know, necessarily startups, but basically media print media is kind of in decline. I mean, it has been for a while. And I think, what was it, the Messenger that just shut down recently and Vice shut down? I, I don't know. Do you have any concerns about that at all? Not necessarily with Puck, just the written word and print media in general. Yeah, I, of course. I, how can you how can you not have concerns when you when you see, see what's going on there? Uh, and I would have concerns to being part of legacy media, you know, which, um, mm. you know, SBJ, I don't think I, I think is secure and 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 headed, headed forward. You know, they're backed by Advanced Newhouse. Um, but I, I would have the same secu- uh, concerns if I stayed there. I really like the business plan behind Puck, though, which is sort of like they, they go out and they hire, you know, top reporters on beats. And so they don't care about, say, you know, we, we're going to have an MLS beat or we're going to have an NHL beat. It's just like we're going to get one one person and we'll, we'll have them, you know, create news or uh, create columns, you know, uh, twice a week and uh, some, do some podcasts around it and try to build off of that. And they've been successful so far. They've been around for two years. Matt Bellany's uh, just written. This was just written about in Vulture magazine, actually. He just uh, he has a, a column on uh, Hollywood. And he is now a must read. If you're in the the business of Hollywood yeah. or the business of motion pictures, you have to read Bellany's column. And so the, the you know they, they already have sort of set something out to where uh, a, a roadmap of sorts that I, I plan to use in terms of uh, get, getting them into the sports business. So you call Roger Goodell and you're like, hey, John O'Ran from Puck. <laughs> are we are are the calls coming back a little slower because it's not SBJ or is it no difference at all? They know your name. You've got the relationships. I think I have relationships. I, the, the, Goodell's call is uh, taking just as long as it did when I was at SBJ, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, right. Roger, call me. Uh, but I, I've had to deal with that, too. Like I, I started out at a uh, uh a publication called Cable Facts Daily. And uh, hmm. when I went from Cable Facts to Sports Business Journal, the calls came back quicker. They came back, uh, the, the people calling back were much more senior. Uh, and so that, you know, that that was, um, I, I've, I've had to deal with that previously in my career. So, but I, I, no, right now, no, they're, they're, they're calling me back based on on who I am. One of the biggest things I've seen in media is uh, probably the last 15, 20 years is, do the players need the media? Do the leagues need the media? I mean, if Roger Goodell really wants to put out a message, I mean, he's got the NFL PR machine behind him, right? Uh, do they need to go to the media? And like, for instance, I think Tiger Woods was the first to like start his own website. Instead of releasing a statement to the media, he put it on his website. I think this was like, I don't know, 2003 or whatever. And it was like, oh, geez, he could talk directly to the media uh, instead of cutting out the media and talking directly to the fans. Um, how have you seen that evolve now that social media is out there? Yeah, it's funny. I, I, I've seen that evolve hugely, uh, especially with social media. I mean, how many Instagram followers does LeBron have? And so, so if he wants to get a message <laughs> out, he, he can he can get it out immediately. Mm-hmm. And so he does not need the media in terms of, of doing things along those lines. Um, I think where the media does come in to help, and I've seen, the, I've seen it come back around, is that having an independent third party write about you makes it 
feel and look and read much less like a press release. And so there's, there's some validity uh, to that. And I think that a lot of, um, a lot of athletes have started to recognize that aspect of it, which isn't taking away the ability to reach as many people as you can with whatever message you want to get out there. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, you know, um, documentaries in terms of, you know, feature length uh, stories, getting a, you know, getting an outside voice to come and, and document it does seem to help a lot more, but I certainly have the, the, the idea of the old beat writers sort of owning the beat and you yeah. need to cater to them. Uh, you know, that that's, that's become that's a, that, that's been a thing of the past for, you know, for decades now. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for, or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi priority notify with your Amex platinum card, Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers who deposit $5 or more can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 back in a bonus bet. Remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 if your first bet loses. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code STRAIGHTFIRE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 
21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, before we get to the NBA rights, which seems like it's a lot of stuff happening on that front, I just, I want to, I'm curious to ask, so when I was covering it, uh, media for the big lead back in the day, you know, stuff like ratings for not necessarily sporting events, but TV shows mattered. It was the, you know, it was FS1 had popped up and people were pitting ESPN against FS1. It was like, oh, is this show working? You know, if the show doesn't get ratings, I don't know. Do you feel like that stuff even matters anymore? Like the numbers for Pat McAfee show, like do, does that stuff really matter or not really? Uh, I think it matters still. I think okay. I, I think it matters. Uh, well, it depends on who who I'm talking to. I, I I write for the business of sports, and it certainly matters to the business of sports. They, they, yeah. they, it's a um, it, it is a snapshot at the popularity of a given program and a, a or a given sport. It's not the whole story, of course, but it is a snapshot that that, that, that tells a lot uh, about it. I've been surprised over the years at how many consumers. So, sort of taking the ratings and taking the viewership mm. and, and, uh, and, you know, the, the, the ratings were made for TV advertisers so that they can know where to, where to advertise and how much yeah. to advertise for, uh, and people like, like me would get in there and, and, and find out the ratings and again, use it as a snapshot of saying like, Hey, the NBA on TV isn't doing as well. Actually, they're, they are doing better this year than last year, but last year they weren't doing as well as the year before, uh, as you know, and that that's one data point out of what 10 20 that you know yeah. people can use to talk about like that the health of the league but i i do think as it goes to streaming um and the the uh i'm going to get too deep in the weeds here nielsen covers tv viewership and they're a third party that covers tv viewership now that we're going to streaming we have companies like apple saying uh oh we have you know 2 million people that downloaded mls uh the, the mls uh, mm-hmm. out of market package and there's no way to verify whether yeah. that's true or not, you know, and uh, you can have, you know, um, any one of the networks say like, oh, we got a couple add on in another like three or four million people that streamed it. And there's no way to verify. There's no third party yeah. check on that, that which makes it a lot more difficult to report on. So do you not report that if, you know, that me- Messi joins the MLS? I obviously get the MLS package for Messi, but there's no way to verify it. Like, I mean, if you asked Apple for the numbers, I'd say, sorry, what that just, uh, you know, need to know basis or something. Yeah. And in fact, it's not, not just to, for, for the press, there are a lot of advertisers that, that, that are in the dark about how many people are actually watching specific games, which mm. uh, again, on, on television, you know, they, they know to the quarter hour, how many people are, are, are watching uh, a, a various game or, or, or show. So it, it makes it a lot more difficult. Uh, I, I think there are none. So I, I won't ignore those numbers, but you treat them differently. So, you know, like as you write up, you source it to the Apple says, or, you know, like you, you source a little bit more, but there is a story there. Um, uh, lastly, bef- um, you know, it's funny. I, I always hear John people say, oh, well, when Michael Jordan played in the nineties, uh, NBA numbers were massive and then they fell off a cliff. And, and I, I try to talk logic to these people, but they refuse to hear it. Um, and you know this covering ratings. If you looked at TV ratings for Seinfeld and Friends in the late '90s, they were astronomical. And you compare that to today, and it's like a maybe a third or a fourth or a fifth of the audience is watching whatever NBC, CBS have on on weeknights. And 
I don't know. What what do you attribute that to you? Like the internet, the str- I guess streaming, uh, phones, people cutting cable. Like there's so many factors, but it's almost like people just don't want to mention that in relation to the to the N- NBA and for NFL. Monday Night Football got bigger ratings in the in the late '90s than Sunday Night Football does. Like two years ago, I'm I'm almost certain because I looked at the Wikipedia numbers this week. <laughs> well, I mean, so back in the 90s, there were five TV, uh, t- five yep. broadcast TV channels mm-hmm. uh, and cable was uh, in its ascendancy. So it it, it wasn't uh, it was growing. Uh, so by the time ESPN got it in the early 2000s, there were a lot more cable channels. There was still the the, the broadcast. And, and so it, it sort of uh, uh, went, went away. Now, like uh, went away, meaning it was it was spread out a lot more. Um, look, uh, we have kids like, what are they watching? Like the, all, the, the nothing, the, well, nothing on TV, nothing on TV. Yeah. 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 yeah they're, they're, they're spending their time watching TikTok or, or Instagram YouTube. Or, or YouTube. And so all of a sudden you're, you're getting outside of the, the TV ecosystem with all these other video choices that are, that's becoming so much harder to compete with. So, you know, what, why, why is it down? It's because viewers are being spread across yeah. so many more different places. Whereas back in the day, it was only like five broadcast channels and in a, in a, in a cable, uh, a cable system that was in its infancy. Yeah. People don't want to hear this, but you could argue that more people are watching or privy to the LeBron highlights every night than they were the Michael Jordan highlights and games back in the nineties because of social media, YouTube. I mean, John, I, I, I got a son here who I'm watching him play video games and the new hangout is, Oh, Hey, uh, I'm going to play Fortnite. Can you fire it up? So he'll call his friend on his Apple watch. That friend will go on and play YouTube at his house and they're streaming it and playing together. When I was a kid, you had to like go to your friend's house <laughs> and play uh, I got next game or play one V one, but you couldn't like do it. Like, like, and you could just sit streaming, playing all your friends, hanging out for hours on end. Like you couldn't do that before. Like who's watching an NBA game or a baseball game when you could just play video games for hours on end with anybody anywhere in the U S or the world. I will say this though, that Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was such a talent and he, and he, he uh, uh, like a, just a bona fide superstar and there was going to be a drop when he retired no matter what yeah. and i think the nba is facing the same thing with uh the the old guard of you know uh kevin durant lebron james steph curry and you know people want to watch them they've been wa- we've been watching lebron james for 20 years now and so uh, like at, at, at when they end up going you know, it's it's like a TV show. You got to get the younger younger people to 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 step in, and it's going to take a while for that to happen. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the big topic: the NBA media rights. Uh, John, somebody, you know, when I told people I was talking to you, they were like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh!" You got to ask them about the NBA media rights. I guess the word on the street is NBC's um, suddenly in the mix. Remember NBA on NBC, Bob Costas, blah blah blah. Um, they're supposedly back in the mix because the league, I guess, is or the leagues plural, are ticked off that there is this potential for a joint streaming venture, which is maybe two in the weeds, but you could get into it if you want. Um, And and so NBC is now in the mix, but then there's another group of people saying, oh, well, the leagues are just using NBC as leverage to drive up their price. I don't know. Uh, You're you're on the ground floor for this. Uh, What are you hearing? Uh, So NBC is real. Uh, I think that the NBC wants it. Uh, NBC wants it for... um, uh, you know, they, they have a streaming service called Peacock and, mm. and they, they want to grow the number of subscribers to Peacock. 
Uh, and so if they were able to get a package of games that they could place on Peacock uh, that, that that could help, you know, grow that service, they would love it. Remember, uh, Peacock had a um, uh, an exclusive wildcard NFL wildcard playoff game. And uh, that was that what, uh, playoff game happened on the day that the U.S. saw it most had its most streamed day. Mm. Thank 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 uh, many do mainly to that that NFL game. Uh, so these streaming services like uh, Paramount Plus too, they've recognized that sports is a way to gain subscribers. And so if, if the uh, NBC can use the NBA to uh, to help grow Peacock, then they're going to do it. The NBA is interested in NBC, not for Peacock at all, but because they have a broadcast uh, station and, and broadcast television is still the way, uh, it, the, the best way to reach the biggest audiences mm-hmm. around. And the, the NFL is a, a, a part and parcel with that. Even with that, uh, um, the, the uh, wildcard playoff game that was on Peacock set a record for uh, streaming viewership, but it didn't even come close to what it would have gotten had it been on Fox or, yeah. or, or CBS or a, anything like that. So I, th- I think NBC is still re- really in the mix. I think they're battling with Turner right now, uh, TNT, for for sort of the third or fourth package, well, what, whatever the NBA d- decides to do. Uh, uh, so I've been writing for the past six months, probably longer, about the um, the market for sports rights in America is uh, really tightening up, and and uh, there's um, uh, cord cutting is happening. Yeah. There is you know uh, these networks that are not making as much money. Uh, there are these big digital companies that are not spending the way that the uh, the, the leagues had wanted them to spend, uh, and so as a result, that some. Um, some leagues and some conferences are just having to accept flat or less money. And Uh-oh. we've seen some fallout from that case. And like the, uh, you're in California, the PAC 12 imploded because it wasn't able to, to, to get a deal. MLS uh, wasn't able to really get a, a, a television deal. So it ended up going to uh, all in with Apple on that. The NBA, I don't think it's going to be affected terribly by that because uh, it's like buying a house. If you have more than one bidder, you're going to be okay. And they have ESPN uh, wants to renew um, and keep keep the main package. Amazon is interested in it. Turner has said and and uh, has been negotiating. They definitely want to want to uh, uh, stay in the NBA business. Mm. NBC has announced that that they they want to get into the business. Um, Apple is a big wild card. We, I mean, the deepest pockets, you know, if they want to make a splash, this is a great way to make a splash. Mm, yeah. uh, Google, Google, YouTube also is sort of a question mark that, that that's been out there as well. But the, the upshot is that there are a lot of bidders and the NBA, you know, uh, uh, it should be sitting, uh, should be looking at, I think, a pretty good um, uh, increase in, in what they get on their really? media rights fee. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. 
touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's big because that means salary cap goes up, everybody gets more money. I don't know, but then you get to the point where, uh, you know, Jalen Brown of the Celtics, not a top 15 player in the league, is making like, you know, $60 million a year. And and, and it gets a little weird, but... Um, I am curious. You said sports rights are getting things are tightening up. Where would you say they are? Um, you know, baseball. Obviously, I'm interested in soccer. As, you know, we're uh, minority owners of a team in Liga MX. Um, but like NHL, it's weird. I, I I I don't even know where the NHL is in the season. I saw like, oh, there was an All Star game. Like, is that early, mid, late? It's very strange how some of these leagues, even when they leave ESPN or go back to ESPN. If you're not a hockey fan, you're kind of out of the mix. Now, I I know you follow baseball closely, but where what's the right situation with like hockey, baseball, soccer? Um, those those leagues are okay because they, they have uh, rights deals that go for another like three or four years, mm. and uh, and so they um you know th- they'll wait and see how this all shakes out before they're they're back back in the market. My job for the next couple of years is to ter- ter- determine. Who are the haves and who are the have-nots, and where that line uh, line is drawn? The NFL clearly a have. Uh, the Big Ten and the SEC in uh, college football clearly a have. Yeah. Um, the NBA clearly appears to be a have. You know, baseball, ESPN has an out that they can exercise. Will they remain a have? Like that, that I think they probably will. I think that they're a, especially locally, they're uh, they uh, bring in a, a big viewership. Well, so um, wait, wait. So John, uh, you said locally, yes, but somebody had put out that the World Series, whatever it went, five, six, seven games, however many it was, that if you combine the viewership from all the games, it did not equal the number of people that watch like the NFC championship game or, or maybe it was uh Cowboys Packers or something like that. And it was like, wait a minute, regionally baseball thriving, but nationally, not so much. Uh, nationally, uh, a little bit less. So uh, I, I always, 
that's that's a great stat and it's a it, uh, I, it's a true stat but i always find it a little bit unfair to compare anything to the nfl because the nfl is it, it's really the nfl and everything else it, it it is really separated itself so much in terms of a, a media product a television product from any of the other uh, any of the other leagues um i know that fox is happy with the, with the, the numbers it gets from uh, from baseball the october uh um viewership uh that 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 comes with baseball um uh, you know, works for Fox. It works for TBS, uh, and and those media companies are very happy with it. What people struggle with sometimes are, you know, the uh, when was the last time you watched a regular season game on TBS? You know, they they, they used to be on Sunday afternoons. I think they moved them to Tuesday nights. Um, uh, Fox's regular season package on Saturday afternoons. It, it, you know, it, it the, the, those don't those aren't as uh, popular as uh, as they probably should be. But uh, that's. Uh, yeah, in terms of you know when they get into the playoffs, it still is clear. Baseball playoffs still clearly a have. Mm-hmm. Baseball regular season from a national perspective, yeah, that might be on the uh, a little bit grayer uh, grayer area than uh, I would have thought a couple of years ago. What about college basketball? Uh, we'll start with the men's side and then go to the Caitlin Clark edition because uh, they're very uh, clearly at this point two different beasts. Yeah, college basketball is a uh, uh, very. They should be very happy. They're sort of, you know, the the, the deal that uh, that you know, Fox, CBS, and NBC did for the Big Ten includes college basketball. But that 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 was a college football deal. So in terms of a rights deal, like they they, they piggyback off of off of football. Um, uh, college basketball numbers, uh, you know, again r- regular season, it, it, they're not great. I mean, no. they, they and. and uh, and and uh, especially for uh, on the on the men's side, like they they are uh, certainly not where they were five ten years ago. And it's uh, uh, people uh, jumping teams. It's it's difficult to to get you know people people to to sit and watch. I mean, you're doing what Seinfeld said and cheering for the uniform in, in some cases. Um, I do I do feel though that you brought up uh, Caitlin Clark and and Angel Reese. The women's game has uh, has players. Who have stayed with the pro uh, stayed with their programs more or less for you know two three years. You have fans that get to know them and, and get to see their development, uh, and and uh, you have off court um, storylines that that really attract the casual fan. You know, like Caitlin Clark setting the scoring record, uh, the Angel Reese Caitlin Clark um, national championship uh, uh, battle that they yeah. had uh, in controversy that gets people to watch. And it's no surprise that the women's game is seeing uh, a lot of growth right now where the, the men are not. Uh, we could wrap up. I'm going to bury this one deep into the podcast, John. So, uh, you know, I don't want to be seen as Fox guy going after ESPN guy, but I, I do have to ask about Stephen A. Smith. Um, obviously, um, let's just, how do I say this? I, you know, I'm regularly talking to people in the media and blah, blah, blah. And, it, it, it just seems more and more likely that Stephen A. Smith is going to be leaving ESPN um, down the road. I don't know what his contract situation is. I'm just curious what you've heard. And a lot of people are maybe putting breadcrumbs together saying, oh, well, you know, he keeps going to talk about politics. And um, then he says he's not going to run for president. I'm like, wait, what? What What are you talking about? You know, you're Stephen A. Smith. You're a sports guy. And he's doing these rambling podcasts that have nothing to do with sports and you just start to wonder does he think okay i'm gonna get a big deal from espn or does espn say hey we we can't afford you you've outgrown us we'll move on what are you hearing on the Stephen a smith front 
Uh, I'm not hearing a ton on, on that front. They don't need talent so much as they need the NFL rights or they need the NBA yeah. rights. And so they, you know, if ESPN is going to make a really big programming decision, it's going to be to bring in the rights to live games. And, uh, and, and uh, so that they don't value necessarily uh, the talent as much as, as, as um, p- perhaps they did in the past. There are some people though, that they do value. And Stephen A. Smith has been one of them. Scott Van Pelt is another one of them. Uh, you, know, you can sort of go down the list. I, I think Troy Aikman and, and, and uh, Joe Buck, uh, uh, who are the Monday Night Football booth, they're another one. So the, the, the question is, and I don't, ha- I don't have an answer to this, and I don't think many people do uh, yet. The question is whether or not uh, ESPN values Stephen A. Smith enough to sort of allow him to start doing more stuff on his own. He does have his own podcast and, you know, is, is doing uh, a lot more uh, hosting a, and, and appearing on, on political shows. Or if, or if they say like, okay, you know what, we're going to cut bait on this and then we're going to take that money to, you know, to, to really shore up some, some rights deal that, that might be coming up in the future. And that's sort of the question to add. I dodged your question, but no, that's, no, what I, that, 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 that's what I would be looking at. Well, I mean, I, I I guess I bring it up because listen, he's a lightning rod in the industry. Obviously, people know him. Um, casual, even casual fans know him. Um, because he's so out there. But uh, somebody made the point, like, oh, it was interesting. Like Stephen A was like, oh yeah, we got to bring in Shannon Sharp when he became uh, available. And and next thing you know, like Shannon Sharp is driving numbers on that show. Like the numbers go up when he's on there, and you start to wonder, oh, <laughs> well, if Stephen A. Smith does walk or demands twenty million dollars a year, well, we just play some with Shannon Sharp. I I don't know. I'm just talking out loud here. Uh, they they could do that. Uh, Stephen A. is one of the uh, one of the top five talents that that ESPN executives you know would want to keep. The question is whether he, the, the the price tag becomes too steep or not. Yeah. Uh, all right. John O'Rand Puck. Now you got to subscribe to get his stuff. Oh, I, I forgot to ask. Um, you know, I'm sure you're seeing more and more media going your route. Uh, I, there's some guys doing Substack. Ethan Strauss does one. Um, I, I just want, wh- where do you see media in five years? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Do you uh, think may, maybe the newspapers are down to like the, the New York Times and the Washington Post? I don't know. Like media writers there's one guy at the Washington Post who does it. The New York Times, I don't think, has a media writer. They used to have Sandemir. I don't know. Where are, where, where are we in the media five years from now? Is, is your job going to be normal? Will, will Puck have a robust sports team of three or four writers? Uh, I would expect Puck, Puck is going to build the, the sports uh, business out a little bit. Um, uh, that's not going to happen right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, Ben Smith um, actually had a tweet uh, um, where he was talking about all the different uh, outlets that are hiring media writers. You saw like my former podcast partner, Andrew Marchand went to uh, nice uh, over to the athletic and um, you know, where he's paired with uh, Richard Dyke there. And yet you're seeing different uh, outlets that are looking for to, to hire media reporters that New York times is, is out looking for it. Ben Smith's outlet is a, uh, is a, uh, you know, it has a media reporter already in, uh, in uh, Max Solani. Uh, so they're, Everything that we just talked about uh, with, you know, the NBA rights and with the current market just sort of being in chaos, the media business is is on fire. And so it, it would really behoove a lot of these companies to uh, to get, you know, media reporters to document it because it's a uh, it, it, it's a uh, it, it really is a uh, 
there's there's just a ton of chaos in the market right now. It, it used to be that the the media told you what was happening. Like here's what's happening. Now it's we want your attention. We need you reading us. We need you paying for us. We need you following us. You know, it really feels like it's an attention economy and it's a battle for attention and uh, covering the media is certainly one way to get it. Uh, and you do a great job, John. Thanks for uh, taking the time to come on the pod, buddy. Hey, thanks for the offer. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.